Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bingity bong, bada bing, bing, bong, bada bing, bing, bingity, bongity bong, bada badong, 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 bada bong. Hello, it's suggestible time. Uh, <laughs> Rude. Suggestible podcast is a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also. We are married. And let's get on with the show, Jim I agree. Bob. Let's get on with the show. Let's say get straight into it. Say hello to the it. peeps. Let's no, I, I want to – can I say one thing stuff first? Stuff around, Claire. Oh, okay. Let's stuff around for a bit then, no. shall we? Um, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that came to the Wesley Ann on Sunday. The show was sold out. It was such a fun show. You're welcome, I by loved the way. it. It was so great. I cried. I laughed. We sung um, Shania Twain, Still the One. It was, it was in like a group. It was great. And that was the whole thing you did. That was all you it did, It was like right? fairy lights, all the things. I, I also want to acknowledge, if anybody who was there who hears this, there was a moment when you said, this song is about my husband, James, are you here? <laughs> and I wasn't there. And instead of explaining maybe why I wasn't there, you just went, oh, and you moved on, <laughs> which know. makes me look terrible. You but should have specified. But actually because my daughter wasn't well. I know. I was going to come with our kids and then she got sick and so I stayed at home. But you I just know. went, well, I guess he didn't show. <laughs> What a bad guy. I just was nervous because I got a cough halfway through my song self and I was worried I was going to keep coughing. So I was in a real state of affairs. So you threw me under the bus. No, but I also said you were wonderful and I dedicated a song to you. So that's well, good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. if you are interested and you live in Sydney, I have a show that's just been announced. Tickets are on sale. There are over on my Instagram. There's a link below in the show notes. It's at Marrickville, the great club. It's going to be awesome. Arian, yeah, so Arian Beeston, who is an amazing contemporary dancer, is going to do a duet with me. So she's going to dance to one of my songs, Self, um, which is going to be really special. And then this incredible woman, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, is also coming to do a speech about matrescence, which is going to be really amazing. It's just going to be the funnest, the coolest. And Marrickville is an amazing part of Sydney as well. It's It's got a really vibrant live music scene. It's very trendy if you are into those such things. A little I like am. Brunswick Street in Melbourne. Anyway, for those who don't live here, I am planning to go on tour to the UK. It's very exciting, James. Oh, hello. Hi. So I was getting excited. Is that, you, you looked at me like I – I because I, I know this. So I guess I should have – I was like, you know, you're excited. Oh, my God, are you? <laughs> I know you're not so excited because you're going to have to hang out with the kids for two weeks while I go to the UK. Oh, my goodness. I just have been invited to take my album to perform at a conference in London and I thought, well, while I'm doing that, I may as well do some shows around the traps. So I'm very excited. I'll be announcing more dates for that soon. It looks like I'll be doing a show in London on the 2nd of July and then one in Dublin on the 6th of July. Venues to be confirmed, that's all I have for now. So watch this space. It only kind of happened three days ago, so I'm frantically trying to figure out what it will look like and how we will manage it. But, yeah, if you have any suggestions for venues, let me know. Email suggestiblepod 
I would love that. And if you are over there, I would so love to see you. Oh my goodness. This show is not just women. It's not just for parents. It's for everyone. There's stuff about love and loss and heartbreak and all the things, and it's going to be super magic. So I would absolutely love to see your faces over there. That is all. Let's move on. Let's move on. Would you like me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I mean, you've already been going for quite a long time, it feels just like. Just for three minutes. Three minutes? That's a whole song. <laughs> you could have sung a song in that time. I know. I already did. I sung a bing bong song. That's true. And then I also included the title. I don't know if you noticed. Very special. You can go. I feel like I've talked Fine. for too long today. I will, but then you can go after, okay? Oh, thank you. You're so generous. I'm going to recommend something. Uh, it's not something that I've ever recommended before. It's not a book or a play Is or a movie fake or a TV show or a fake lolly or a walking treadmill, which maybe I'll recommend another week because mm-hmm. I have a walking treadmill now. By the way, don't play video games while you're on the walking treadmill because when I realized uh, that maybe i more animated playing video games than I thought and I've nearly fallen off <laughs> dozens of times. <laughs> I could have told you that. That's yeah. so silly. I didn't realize that I go like, and then I'm like, and then I'm nearly fallen off. But I'm yeah, okay. You really need to be careful with that. No. Nah. Don't be hurting yourself. Nah, I don't reckon I will. Anyway, I'm going to recommend something called Crunch Labs. Mm. Now, if people might be familiar with Mark Rober. He's a guy on YouTube. He does like big science stuff. He's like, here's a big elephant toothpaste explosion. Oh. He does this thing where like he sabotages fake Amazon packages and leaves them out. So when people steal them, like a glitter bomb goes off and stuff like that. Mm. And then he films a reaction. So like they take the glitter bomb into the car, not knowing it's a glitter bomb and they open it and it explodes. And then like it sprays like fart spray or whatever and, and all this kind of stuff. So he makes fake packages to stop people from stealing packages or dissuade, I should say, because it doesn't stop them because they, they steal it or whatever. So anyway, he also has he has a background in a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, specifically, he's he was a NASA engineer. He has uh, he recently made a video about his autistic son. Um, he's got he does a lot of good causes for like for kids and you know working with kids with cancer and all that kind of stuff. He seems nice. He's on YouTube, so he's probably a psycho. But uh, <laughs> only but yeah, totally. I know who would hang out with a no YouTuber. One. Yeah, correct. but no. By all accounts, he seems nice. And if he's not, well, then I retract this, obviously. But no. So what he's done, he's designed this thing. He was with another company who did a similar thing, but he's gone on his own and made this thing called Crunch Labs, where these are boxes designed for kids between eight and twelve. Or like any very like any kind of age bracket around that area to build a toy successfully and independently, learning engineering concepts through play. So what it basically is every month, it's like a subscription service. They send out a box and it, you don't know what it's going to be, and then you open it up and there's like a little QR code and it links to like a video of him explaining like the scientific concepts behind the thing that you're going to make, and and like and kind of demonstrating like what's how this thing is going to work and how like a bigger version is going to work or whatever. Like for example, the first thing he we built was a little disc spinner. It basically like launches like little frisbees and it's got a little motor and you you, you put it all together. Um, if you know like if you, your kids have like built like a Lego or done like basic art and crafts, it's very achievable. I've been building them with my son. So I think it's, it's probably a little bit too young for it. The science of it, I should say, because like in the science explaining portion he's a bit like what is this what's i got you know there's i'd have to pause and like explain like concepts mm, or but i actually don't think that's a bad no thing i don't either. think it's a bad thing at all uh, i th- actually think no it's it's a good thing but it, and it's also presented well and entertainingly so even if you're like i don't get this like necessarily it's like it is entertaining and there's he's always doing like a little fun experiment they also show like the prototypes of the previous versions that they've made like there's one the one that we got this month was you get a couple of coin spinners so you know how you spin a coin on the table this is like a it's almost like a um, ping pong bat sized thing that can launch 
a coin mm. and you got two of them and you, you get two of them in the pack and you can kind of you can battle them or see who can spin them the far, the furthest or fastest or whatever any of those any of those things the but i think the real like the fun bit of it is like the build of it like finding all the pieces like putting it together you know what, you know what i mean testing it out for the first time testing it kind of as you go like trial and error seeing what else it can do you know like all of these different kinds of things i just think it's a really again he's not the one who invented this but i think it's like a really just neat concept and even i think the idea of like buying something or getting something that's specific to your kids and what they might be interested in because i looked into it there's one called like kiwi crate which is like a similar thing uh there's one called bits box which is for kids who are interested in coding so it's like a it's like rudimentary coding and how to get involved in that there's little passports, which is like a craft discovery kind of thing. There's bake eat love, which is like a little baking kind of thing. There's all these different ones that you can like get, um, depending on you know interests. Or maybe you want to try like maybe you'd, maybe they're not interested in something, and you'd be interested to like you know get them involved in something you think they might be interested in. They're not like super cheap, but they're not ridiculous. If you pay for the full year, it's twenty four ninety five US a month. If you do it month to month, which you can, it's twenty seven ninety five. So you do obviously. I'm not. This is not a sponsorship, by the way. Again, you could go and buy any of these or none. That's of no interest to me, regardless. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's just a fun little kind of focused activity you could maybe do with your kids uh, if you were interested. There's also ways you could do this without ordering the box. You could do this. I mean, people know this, but there's so many like YouTube science or craft or art ex- ex- or experiments that you could just do through YouTube. You know, just. Google something and it, and it's all there. But what, what I think is good about this is it's all in the box, like even the batteries, like every component of it is there. You don't need anything additionally. It's all right there. So you don't get it and you're like, oh, okay, I need a couple of A4 batteries or whatever. Mm. It's all there, which I think is is cool. Anyway, yeah, I, I would recommend it. We've only had two so far. But, you know, it might be worth looking into if you are so inclined. Or not. Up to you. This is recommendations. Not. It's not – you have to do the things so that we say. That's what this show is. Often people say we like to listen to all the things. They sound really good. We don't really do them very often, but that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> no, I actually genuinely think it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And I think also particularly as we are heading into winter over here as My well. My goodness. Just things that aren't screen time. Yeah, exactly. That is learning I mean, there's a little bit of screen time because there's a little oh, video. Yeah, that's true. But it's, but it's a like a five, more... ten minute video. It's the yeah. mate, the bulk of it is like the hour or so it'll take to build. Or to build it. To yeah. And take. he's just loved it. So yeah. thank you so much for finding that. All right, my turn. Yeah, man. Cool. I have a really fun thing to recommend this week. James, have you heard of the Australian comedian Melinda Buttle or Mel I Buttle? I have heard of the uh, Mel Buttle, yes. Yeah, so she is hilarious and wonderful. She actually hosts the great Australian Bake Off. Um, yeah, with Claire I've never Hooper. seen – I've seen clips of the Bake Off but the British one, not the Australian yeah, one. Yeah, correct. Well, this is exactly the British one but just the Australian one. It's really excellent. The reason I'm recommending her, and I'll go into her backstory a little bit in a minute, is because – I discovered her through these videos that she does of this character called Lynn, yes. who is loosely based on her mum, but also on everyone's mum. Yeah. And they're just so clever mm. and so funny and so familiar. I don't know if it will translate if you live in other countries. I feel like my gut feeling is it absolutely will. 
There's just so many videos that she Mums has. Mums are pretty universal. You yeah, know? it's just – well, they're not, though. This is the thing. But this is the particular nah, character <laughs> is so endearing. She's charismatic. She kind of wears – somehow Mel um, is in her 30s, but she kind of gives off the vibe of being in her 50s. Especially in those videos. Yeah, she like, does. Yeah, the way yeah, they're, like, even the camera's positioned. That, like, so she's got this sort of, like, double chin thing. She's yeah. always wearing, like, a cardigan. Her hair's always in this, like, particular, like, messy ponytail kind of vibe with yeah. gla- glasses on. And it's just what I love about it too is that she's captured this character of a woman who clearly adores her kids yes, and is constantly worried about them. They're adult kids now and just just like the minutiae of that kind of family life. Yeah. And also I love how she's also petty as well. Like she has petty feuds with her neighbours that have gone on for ages. She's like sort of passive aggressively asking questions like if you go shopping with her and she's like, hmm. What about Navy? Navy? Like there's just so many little subtle choices that she makes of moments where you can see yourself. And then even like, you know, take a Panadol, have you had a glass of water? Like if you're complaining yeah, you're feeling sure. sick, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the heart of it, I initially I didn't really like want to watch them because I thought, well, it's kind of just making fun of women of that age bracket. Yeah. And it's and you've seen that like a lot of that has been done and Yeah, know, exactly. It's... And it's not funny. To me, I think it's more like, yeah, poking fun at someone for spending their life um, being a very domestic person who loves, you know, cooking and loves that kind of idea of really caring about their kids and being very homely as a person. Sure. Isn't the idea of feminism that you choose what you want to do? Yeah, exactly. And I just think she does it so well. I saw Mel interviewed about it and they kind of asked her about it in this way that was like, well, you're making fun of mothers. And she's like, not at all. I'm not making fun of my mum. It's kind of a dedication to her. I don't don't, don't feel it comes across No, I think they're just like she's unconsciously so funny Mm. as well and I – and so good-hearted at, yeah. at the centre of it is always this real care for the people in her family and her life and um, and even though sometimes it's quite petty or whatever, it's also so spot on. So I just loved them. She's yeah. brilliant in lots of other things as well. She's written as well, so she's a comedy writer. I didn't realise this when I went back to have a look. She was a comedy writer for Ronnie Chang's International Student. Oh, what's that? I like that. Yeah, yeah it's really good. On the drum, ABC 3's You're Skidding Me, Please Like Me as well with Josh Thomas. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, and Network 10's This this Week Live. Yeah, so she's also been on The Project and lots of other things. She's also an amazing stand-up comedian in her own art with her own show. I don't think I've seen her show, actually. That's one thing I have not seen. Yeah, um, it's really great. She also has been on the radio as well a lot with Tom and Alex on Triple J Breakfast. And, yeah, obviously hosts The Greatest Only Bake Off. So she's an amazing comedian and writer anyway, but this series on Instagram I think has taken her into a whole nother level and it's so endearing and when I'm feeling down, I'm having a glum day, sometimes I just find myself searching for those videos. Yeah, right, yeah. They're just so comforting and funny and silly. You ever go, like, silly. go look somewhere like, oh, I hope they've got a good new video and then you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens with hers. But often if there's a new one, I'm like, oh, excellent. I love yeah. it so much. So, yeah, I would highly recommend going to – her Instagram account is called Melinda Buttle. Yeah, okay. And cool. I would totally recommend going and giving her a follow because you'll see what I mean. I don't know if I've done a very good job explaining them, but you'll see what I mean. As soon as you watch the first one, you just it just hits. 
Sounds like you've done an excellent job. All right, Uh, your turn. Well, I'm going to recommend another Roald Dahl book uh, because we're on a bit of a kick at the moment Mm, of doing those. And mine, yes, I know, like I've talked about before, like problematic problematic, uh, of his era in a lot of ways, progressive in some and not in others, et cetera. Correct. Um, So I just want to preface it by saying that. And, and, you know, we've talked about how like the idea that they were censoring his books and like this is the the woke left coming to cancel Roald Dahl, which is like, no, that's just the publishing company looking to sell more books and drum up some marketing. Anyway, forget all that, Claire. I'm going to recommend this book that people all probably right, know it's called. It's one of my favorite ones of his. I, li- I like his supernatural ones, but I like his like real like down-to-earth kind of ones. And this I think is one of my favorites, especially now also because I myself, Claire, as you might be familiar, am a dad. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's I didn't true. know. You should make an Instagram account I called should. James Clement and then make dad videos. And then I go, I'm a dad. I'm a normal dad. <laughs> uh, anyway, so dad life. Anyway. Uh, Off he goes. All I right. won't make fun of mums, but I will make fun of dads Good. all goddamn day, Good. Claire. Excellent. Because I'm sexist. <laughs> anyway, so this book is from 1975. It's called Danny the Champion of the World. So Danny the Champion World, or simply Danny apparently, is, a, is a, again, it's a 1975 book by Roald Dahl. The plot centers on Danny, a young English boy, and his father, William, who live in a caravan, fix cars for a living in their mechanic shop, and partake in poaching pheasants. So what I really like about this book is uh, it's just like a slice of life of these two people that live together, a father and son. Um, it does have that trope of like the mother is, she's died, she's dead, uh, Claire. She's not you in always it. do that. She died. Someone has to die. Someone's got to go. Someone has to be dead. Someone and has to be an orphan. It's all the Disney movies do that to you. They love it. Got to up the stakes. Have you heard the the feedback for the new Little Mermaid movie? People are loving it. People are saying it's magical. Ooh, has it come out here? In like two weeks maybe. Ooh, I'm so excited. I know you are for some reason. It's your Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> do you know Mason keeps trying to quell my love and excitement for Indiana Jones <gasps> 5? Keeps trying to step How on it. How dare I know. Killer of your joy. He can't, you, you find joy in very little. Exactly. How can he just stomp out he that can't. tiny he, spark? No, it's a funny thing. He thinks he can, but he can't. He's always running really? at me with, with it, but he can't he stop can't me. He can't stop you. You're unstoppable. Yeah. Every time it comes up, can't he's just trying to squish me. me. But oh, he, can't. he would, he would. He's like, remember King and the Crystal Skull? And I'm like, of course I do. But this is a new director, I say. This is from the director <laughs> of Logan and Ford v. Ferrari. And Ford v. Ferrari is the ultimate dad movie. Race cars, man. Uh, Why did it, you say it like that? Race, race cars, cars, man. <laughs> man. Anyway, I should get that on a T-shirt. Well, I hope you'll enjoy The Little Mermaid. Apparently the Thank lead, the, whoever plays a Hallie Bailey, I think her name is, mm-hmm. um, is really good. Anyway. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So what I like about Danny Champ, it's the real world, but it does have this kind of magical kind of wonderment and wondrousness and exploration mm-hmm. about it, despite being mostly uh, set in in like reality, 1975. So the father and son, they run this, you know, this little mechanic shop together. They live really simply, which I love. They've just got this little caravan. They got like a little paraffin burner, which they make their meals on, you know. They spend their, like, he goes to school and then his dad 
walks him to and from school like and then they, they like tinker with cars together and go on little adventures and go down to the stream and walks in the countryside and all that kind of stuff. It's got really great descriptions of like food and landscapes and just that idea of like simple living. And I know you know this about me, Claire, but I love a tiny house. You are obsessed and with my a tiny dream house. is one day is to buy a block of land out of the way of stuff, maybe down the beach, maybe with some warmer weather and just put a tiny little like shipping container house on it and just live there. Let me tell you, I'm not. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am not in this dream. It's just him. No, you wouldn't want to. What live? about the dogs? No I've dogs. Got, well, the dogs would be dead by then, I assume. Oh, so you. So, and what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can come live I'm with dead me. Dead too. No, I think in this. This is. This sounds. This is why you brought that up before about the no, dead mum storyline. That's right. I think it would be a cool thing to like have a little retirement tiny house, maybe a normal house, and then a second tinier house. <laughs> Down by the beach. It's like kind of like you have already with the studio exactly. in my garden, but just further you away know, like from the big house. house. You can't even clutter it because it's so small. So you just got to like, and like everything's so just, I, I, there's a tiny house YouTube channel, which I love, where they go in and go, oh, this is a particularly tiny house. But it feels so <laughs> spacious. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I like this. This is great. Maybe you I'll just talk like about, really small enclosed spaces. I do. Maybe it's I'll talk about strange. tiny house YouTube at some point. <laughs> also, lucky you're not too tall of a man so you can fit no, in a I'm tiny fine, house. I'm fine, man. I feel like they must have to make specifically tiny houses for taller people. Well, yeah, oftentimes they do have height like to them. Like ah, It's just okay. like a condensed living area where you've yeah. got like your kitchenette and like maybe and then like maybe a bathroom you know, and a little living space. You could get a caravan. Nah, I don't want to move anywhere, Claire. I want to stay. Oh, okay. And then you get might be like a tiny set of stairs or like a ladder up to like a mezzanine and it's just like a bed and like that's it and that would be like the bedroom and it's all like one open tiny house space. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Claire. Basically like a doll's house. Yeah, basically like a little hobbit home. Yeah, this actually to be fair, I'm so on board with that. I've always wanted to live in like Hobbitville. Oh man, I love that Hobbiton part oh, of Lord of the Rings mate, and like I love that. having recently read The Hobbit as in have Andy Circuits read it to me in audiobook form <laughs> like the descriptions of that and that idea of like living in like that little kind of community and like all the little things that happen on and the little feuds that you have in the town and like you know what I mean but <laughs> it's like all living just, in our hometown. yeah but it's sort of but it's all just like really kind of off the grid and and okay but you know I also love going on the internet and being like, fuck you. You're a, so. con- you're a nothing if not as a string of conundrums and uh, what's the word for it? I'm trying to think of it. Contradictions? Thank you. There oh, you go. did it. You're, you're a nothing if not contradictory. So the idea is that they want to, uh, they've got a, like a local enemy. So I love that. This is Yes, this is in the, the Roald Dahl book, yes. right? Yes. Okay, good. Just reminding everyone because we went on a real tiny house tangent. We did. And he's like a sinister kind of snooty guy Ooh. who owns like a, most of the land in the town and has like a pheasant shooting party every year and he and he wrongs them. He barongs them. He, he barongs That he is not a word. Them. No, he does. He barongs that them. That is not a word. You're barong for saying that. <laughs> and then so they kind of hatch this scheme. I'm bright. To, yeah. I am bright. Oh, <laughs> there, there we so go. Nice. That's I great. I like that. I like that. That was good. Thank you. So they want to kind of ruin his fancy pheasant hunting thing that he does every year because of this thing that he does to Danny and his dad. So or this British. series of things. It's very British. God, they're always hunting a bird, a yeah. pheasant. Always a hunting fox. a bird. They're always in a forest hunting something. Yeah. Or so turning it, into birds. I love that story, the magic the, finger. The magic finger, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so it does get into like the specifics of like poaching and the methods that they use. And they seem, quite frankly, like they would not work. But uh, it doesn't matter. It's kind of the the part, the, the fun of it. And what do I know? I've never poached a goddamn thing in my life. 
Danny's dad's kind of one, one of those like magical parents where he's got a lot of, he tells him Danny's like story, every stories every night before bed of like magical worlds and whatever. And it's interesting because one of the stories that he tells is the BFG, uh, how this guy goes <gasps> around and he, and he like shoots dreams into your bedroom with a big trumpet and whatever. And that was like five to seven years before he actually wrote oh, the BFG. Oh, that so, is so interesting. Yeah, so the inception of the BFG is uh, is this story. So it's like the BFG is like a story within Danny the Champion, the world, where the BFG is, is a, like a more famous, well-known story. Mm. I know Reece, Spielberg recently did a version of it, which you saw? I did. Was it good? People mm. like it, but it didn't do well. Okay, it was good, but I loved that book. And yeah. I just I just don't think if you have read a book like that, especially as a kid, and you just have built this world in your head of it, yeah. and nothing will ever do it justice. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I, yeah. it was I mean, a, I like yeah. Mark Rylance who's in that as well. Mm. I, I always struggled even as a kid and now the BFG, which is the way the BFG sp- speaks. Oh. And when you're reading that, because he's kind of like he kind of talks like that. Yeah. And reading that and also reading it out loud, it like clashes with my brain. Oh, see, I love that. Yeah. But I think that's because I love sounds and syncopated rhythms and that kind sure, of thing. Yeah. And so it really sits well with me. I think I love the story of the BFG as well. The BFG. <laughs> Correct. Because for me, the world feels a lot like that with this idea sure, of yeah. like ideas and that have followed me around yeah, here, like yeah, dreams. Yeah. And I know when I'm songwriting, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like these sort of these like jellyfish kind of like clouds mm. almost, which I don't know, I, you have to kind of draw in. And I love the idea that some ideas or some dreams are difficult and scratchy and and cheeky and hard to catch and yeah. others will come really easily. Mm. Some are frightening and some are colourful and some are sparkly and some are clear and some are beautiful. And I just have always felt a real affinity to that story because that's how I feel about um, these ideas and sounds and music that's kind of followed me around since I was a kid. Yeah. And and in songwriting, that's what I love the most about it. I've often talked about it like fishing for jellyfish. And stay with me because I know it sounds a bit insane. I just, I love, I love that idea. And I also just love the sort of fatherly, funny, quirky nature of the BFG as well. Yeah. In my head as a kid, I always imagined Roald Dahl was very similar to the BFG. Yeah, I think there's definitely an element of him. Yeah, kind that. of this like magical, very tall. Racist. Older, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Look, nothing's perfect, is it? No. And some definitely not perfect at all. But yeah. anyway, the, yeah, so I have a real deep love actually yeah. of that book. Sure. So I, I like the probably movie. like a lot of your dad in that character as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just a little bit mysterious mm. too, but heartfelt and funny and can be very serious big and ears. dark. Yeah, because <laughs> very dark as well. Yeah. Like there's an element, which is what I think Roald Dahl does really well, is this element that's very dark at the same time as being very light and fun. Yeah. And so I also just love the idea of escaping and going out your bedroom window to another world, which I know kids do in general, right? Like so yeah. many Peter Pan, all of those stories. It's an adventure. Totally. But really, yeah, I've just thought a lot about that. Yeah, mm. love it. I love that idea. And I genuinely do think that songs have personalities like dreams. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or ideas. I feel like it must be the same for people. And I've. what's interesting to me too about this is that this thing that I've felt in my head for a really long time since I was a kid, I've then read mm. other artists or creatives or songwriters talk about 
ideas or songs in the same way, mm. which is wild to me because yeah. that means that it's not, it's universal. Yeah. And so this thing that I just thought was a quirk of my personality and I just think that's so You're mysterious and magic. Yeah, which is, you know, depressing but also kind of fascinating to me because it makes me just think more and more about how mysterious and magic yeah. the world is and how so much of creativity we don't really understand. Like I know Tom Waits, um, I read an interview in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, which I've talked about incessantly before. And I always go back to that book when I'm writing something and I'm really struggling. It just always helps. But there's an interview she does with Tom Waits where he talks about his songs like that, like birds yeah. or like some are like digging potatoes out of the ground but and others are like like sort of sucking a dream through a straw or others, again, are so flighty um, or crackly or difficult and sometimes he'll talk to his songs and be like, this album is about to leave. He'll clear the studio out mm. of everyone and say, this album is about to leave the station. You need to jump on board if you're got, otherwise we can't have you on this yeah. train. And sometimes they, the song won't make it on there mm. because it just is too difficult and it doesn't want to be on there. But I just love that idea of ideas being kind of sentient and mysterious and magical. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's, that's thank you for tying that back to um, to songwriting, Claire, and your personal <laughs> music experience. Obsession. I don't know how you do it. To be honest, know, it's, it's so kind clever. of wild. I know. Um, it's almost there, like I'm obsessed with uh, songwriting. A, a little like you tie everything back to Indiana Jones. How dare you? Are you trying to also quell my love for the new Indiana Jones Never. Movie? I would never do that to you. I love you. I don't believe you. I wouldn't do that to you. You and Mason, two peas in a pot, two peas in a very two negative pot. the people pod. that you are closest to in the world, subtly undermining Subtly. You. It doesn't feel subtle. <laughs> Is it my turn to talk about my thing or have you still got some things uh, to say? Sorry, I just dropped this. Not yet. Oh, there's one more thing I want to say. There is a telly movie they did in the 80s with Jeremy Irons is the dad and Robbie Coltrane. You know Robbie Coltrane? He's Hagrid. Yes, Is yes, the yes. bad guy in it. In Danny of the Chocolate Yeah, and I, I yeah. want to watch it. But I also, I'd love if somebody like did a new adaptation. But I think the problem with some of the new adaptations that I've seen or seen clips of are like The Witches, for example, and what I've seen of the BFG and even Matilda to a lesser extent is that there's a big kind of energy and a real kind of CGI kind of swirl happening about them. Like if I know the BFG, like that guy's completely digital, like it's Mike, Mark Rylance, but it's like he's a digital character. And I don't like that kind of hyper-reality that they're currently bringing to a lot of the, except for Matilda, I would say, which I don't, I don't like the look of it. Mm. And I think you would, like this movie would work as like a, um, almost like a Midsummer Murders kind of real low-key mm. setting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And have elements of like unreality to them, I guess, but just keep it really – and I don't know whether that would even do well for that reason because it would be too kind of, um, yeah, just a bit too simple maybe. And yeah. it's not – because you how do you market that movie as well? You know what I mean? Anyway, now yeah. I'm just getting into the specifics of a movie that nobody is making. <laughs> uh, anyway, now it is your turn. Yay. All right. So I have a recommendation of an album which I'm sure many people are familiar with. Well, anyway, it came out in 2003, so maybe not. It's Do you, do you remember Damien Rice? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Nine Crimes? Yes, yes. Did he ever get done for those nine crimes? Did they ever catch him? I don't know. Or is he still on the run? He's still on the run for the mm. nine crimes. I wanted to talk specifically about an album that has meant a lot to me, um, which I'm sure has meant a lot to a lot of people, so it's not unique. It's called O. Do you remember that album? Yes. Yeah. So one of the reasons I love it so much, it was his debut studio album. So 
I went deep diving after I started re-listening to this album because I love The Blower's Daughter, which is one of the most famous songs on the album. Is that from that album? It is, yeah. It is, yeah. I'm just bringing up the list. And Cannonball are probably the two most famous ones. And then Volcano was um, another single on there. But Blower's Daughter and Cannonball are like probably the two most well-known. What year is this? Like 2004? 2003, as as I said. Originally released in February 2002. (laughs) Yeah. What I found interesting about this is actually, as I'm sure a lot of artists will say, it's a whole art piece in and of itself. Um, And Damien Rice, before he released this, was previously a member of the band Juniper that disbanded due to changes in creative direction. And so he took a sabbatical in rural Italy before returning to Ireland. And there he sort of wrote these songs very quickly in one go. And he met with his second cousin with these songs, who's a composer, David Arnold, who loved them, but then he took the demo to publishers and there was just no success. No one wanted a bar of it. Right. And so Why? From, well, I don't know, because it's not overly produced, it's not commercial in that the That's songs funny are because like it is. It's like giant. It, it was yeah. giant. It's like smashing. It ended up being a smash hit, but yeah. What's interesting about it is it's a, it's an album you would listen to in its entirety if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a hard time, if you're, I don't know, walking through the bush, just chilling out at home. The, each track isn't one you'd necessarily put on while in a coffee shop or even have radio play because it's got really, really quiet, almost silent moments yeah. and then re- it goes really big. Do you think it's like, as you mentioned, it's not even really the kind of album that you would put like one song in like a Spotify list, you'd listen to like the whole thing? Yeah, correct. I know you it's mentioned it being like a piece. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. That. And so that's, I, I'm assuming one of the reasons why they couldn't, they didn't get any bites from publishers because it didn't wasn't overly polished and commercial. Yeah. So then instead, Arnold worked with Rice to set up a recording studio in their home and they made it independently. Oh, really? Which is, okay. I think, why it's so special because the way it's recorded even, I re-listened to it and I loved The Blower's Daughter and Cannonball, but there was actually so many other tracks I loved. There's one called Older Chests, which actually the title of the album I thought it was zero, but it's actually O yeah. because in that song, Amy, that's on the album as well. So the song Older Chests has kind of this clever undercurrent of voices in it, almost okay. like murmuring, which is really cool. No, 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 but no, then no, in no. the song Amy, where the title of the album comes from, he said he talks about sitting with Amy on a wall um, and read me the story of O. And the story of O is actually a really dark kind of twisted book about sexuality and submission and it's quite a it's quite a famous, very dark sort of story. I've never story. heard of this book. But that's where the title of the album kind of comes from. And it's also obviously a, oh, a circle. Oh, the dog's in here. Mm. There's a lot of different meanings that you can read into it. Yeah, but what's so cool about that is, yeah, they recorded it in home and, at home and Damien Rice was also saying that some of the songs he wrote held off for weeks and weeks and then recorded in one take or sometimes he'd even oh, record okay. two or three in one evening. And you can hear the rawness in the album. Yeah. So which, it was almost yeah. like he was waiting to be ready or for them to yeah, be ready. Yeah, 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 for him to be ready to get into that emotional space. <laughs> and what, so one of the reasons. So we're being harassed by dogs. Oh, we're being harassed by dogs. So one of the reasons that I started listening to it is I saw this old YouTube video come up. I think it was an ad for his current tour um, of him singing Delicate in this beautiful I'm warehouse. I'm so delicate. Don't touch me. I'll break. It's so Why annoying. It's anyway, fun. but it's such an incredible song. The, the strings in this album are really beautiful. Mm. And I know it's probably corny in spots. It's an old record. I'm sure people would say that it's, you know, not that original necessarily. But to me, 
he captures something so raw and so personal and intimate in it. Yeah, right. Um, that I think is the reason why it did so well. Are you going to go see this Damien Rice fellow? Um, I would love to, yeah. I, th- I think he's on at the Art Centre. It depends on if I've got time. Cute. One other thing I didn't realise about this album was that it's actually dedicated to his friend Christopher who died of a head injury in 2001. Oh, um, yeah, which is just How did he get fact. the head injury? Um, I know it didn't say online. I had a look around but I couldn't find any more it, of the backstory to, me, that to it. sounds like that like fight in the street kind of. It kind of does. I don't know whether that's true. Doesn't that's it? Just... Yeah. I don't know, because also the album, I found it then because I actually have it yeah, you have it on CD. CD yeah. yeah. Well, I found and a bunch of CDs the other day and was like, do you want any of these yeah, CDs? I loved them. You I've still like, got them. I'm keeping yuck. them. No. Um, but also the artwork is like sort of original drawings and scratchings and then photography. And that's something else I really loved about CDs and what I'm sad about with streaming, that we don't get that kind of art Damn. anymore. That dog is up to something. She's yeah. suspicious. What are you up to out here? Get back to work. People don't know how dogs actually have jobs. They work for us. Well, it's more of a tax write-off. Anyway, go on. Great. Anyway, all I would say is if you haven't heard the album, I would definitely I go have back heard it, but I will rehear it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it's just a really beautiful one to listen to, particularly if you're going for a walk or something, and listen Ooh, to it I'm, from start to finish. To um, it's got a real arc to it. And once you kind of know this backstory about it, I think it adds to it as well. You realise how old is Damien Rice? We'd have to be at least mid-40s? You would think so, yeah. He is 67 years old. No, he's 49. 49, yeah. wow, mm. there you go. Anyway, Yuck. really, it's just a really beautiful album. So uh, it's called Oh by Damien Rice. Oh! Yay, all right, so have you got a review Or is it called this? Ooh! All right. So Vin Diesel says, don't worry about it. That's a joke from my other podcast, which you might be familiar with, Claire. It's called The Weekly Planet. Ever read a book? Don't know what you're talking about. Haven't books. heard about it, mate. Um, here we go. It's time for reviews. And I say that because people, they're often kind enough to lead us leave us a five-star review. And I love it. I love that element of uh the thing that that this. And they say, James, here's my review. What I've is happening here? Get to, to the review, man. Get to the review. This is from Johnny Paul 12. He says, best podcast ever, five stars. Thank you so much. My husband and I have been listening to this podcast, which we learned about through James's most successful podcast. That's funny. We were just talking about that. For almost a year and we love it so much. Had to come on and thank James for recommending two amazing shows on Netflix, Heartstopper, mm, which is coming back soon, that. I think. Oh, it's good. And Kunk on Earth, the most heartwarming and hilarious <laughs> respectively things that we've seen in a long time. So funny. We love James and Claire and Meso so much that we've inspired to start our own podcast while watching movies we've never seen titled appropriately what do you mean you've never seen Uh, it's a great (laughs) title i'm gonna steal that that's mine now now starting a new podcast is a lot of work but no matter how busy we get we always make time for the weekly planet and suggestible keep up the great work folks thank you when is claire gonna read that book oh yeah good question who knows probably nevs no i will we put a date on it we did i can't remember but people have been sporadically reminding me and i appreciate you all right so maybe i'll read it on the plane to the uk oh i'm going to the uk oh my gosh can you imagine i'm so excited i can't wait can i imagine the i would i just can't wait to meet some listeners sure i'm so excited all right anyway this is an email from a wonderful person called Jake Simpson. He oh, sent it on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Jake. Hello, James and Claire. I've got a recommendation that I reckon might suit both of you. I oh saw Chris God. Ryan last year at the Grapes of Mirth Festival, comedy at a winery, a genius idea, and fell in love with her style of comedy. She's just released her 2021 show on YouTube, and it's great. Chris Mirth. Chris Ryan. Oh, it was the Grapes of Mirth Festival. Ah. Chris Ryan is the comedian. 
Claire, I think you'll resonate with her views on being a mum and raising two kids to teenagers and all of that jazz. James, she's angry about how much stuff you need to know these days and keep track of and how everything sucks, which you're always on about. That's true. And I don't even have a real life or job. (laughs) Look, I'm not the most articulate person. I disagree, Jake. And I wish I could sell it better. But after having you two in my ears for however long this podcast has been going for, watching her special, my first thought was... Hey, there's something in this for my parasocial friends, James and Claire. We we love being your parasocial friends, Jake. So I felt the need to send this email. Love the show. Thank you especially to Claire, whose book recommendations have been a great idea for gifts for my partner. Haven't had a bad review of them yet. Cheers, Jake. Jake, do not worry. I have more recommendations coming your way for books very soon. Jake, she's lying. She can't even read that one book she's supposed to read. She's (laughs) out of book recommendations. because you recommended that to me, whereas I've got a whole lot I want to recommend. Anyway. Doesn't matter. I have many. All right, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much to Rock Hollings for editing this week's episode. Thank you for Maisie for running our socials. How Thank does you do for it? James Clement for being here. Yeah. Don't forget to buy tickets if you're in Sydney to my show on the 30th of July. Tickets I will be are there. below. And if you are in the UK, I'm coming over there. I'm coming. Get James. ready. Get ready. Get set. Love that. Anyway, email in if you have any suggestions of places I should visit. And that's it. That's it. That's Next it. week. Same show. Same show, different time. Same show. No, same time. Same time, same place, same show. That's right. All right, I'm off to have some lunch. I'm hungry. Bye. I think you're so good with your food. Yeah, I am. Okay, can we do it? Yeah, no, this is it. Sorry. Finished. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.